With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? We're back. Another episode of Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins. As you guys know, uh, Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins, you can find it on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, all of those cool podcast channels. All you have to do is search Double Coverage with McCordy Twins. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And as always, the last several weeks, you guys know, every Sunday we're here on the FanCred app. You guys can get a chance to come side by side by side with us and ask a question. All you got to do is go to your app store, download the FanCred app. Once you do that, sign up on air, double coverage with the McCordy Twins. Go ahead and get in line and you get your chance to come up and be side by side with me and Dev. Where you at, man? Looks Look at that picture in the back. That looks nice, man. What is that? Let's see. What's that right there? Dang, that looks like me. J-Mac is currently in my house in the other room. Uh, we let him stay at the house, him and his family, for a little while. We'll see how long this lasts, if we want them to stay longer or not. It'll be depending on how the podcast goes tonight. We'll see. We're having a good time. I mean, you guys, if anybody follows us on Instagram, you saw I posted a picture of me, a video of me throwing my son in the air. Uh, we don't have a pool, so if you see me at a pool, uh, that means we're at Dev's house. So uh, you can't you can't beat that free access uh, to the pool. Hope everybody had a cool weekend. A lot of barbecues and stuff going on. Um, Dev, you barbecued, grilled out? What'd you do? Yeah, you see how you said you posted a picture. I didn't see that picture because while all y'all was having fun, I was a guy on the grill all day. We uh, uh, I was proud of myself. My man, uh, Big Vince, uh, Vince Wolfhard would be proud of me yesterday. We smoked uh, two slabs of, of ribs, and then we smoked a brisket, and we did just a, a regular flat, flat brisket, and then we cut up some burnt ends. My brisket still got some work to do. My first time trying to get the brisket right. Um, but my, my ribs was a hit, you know, compared to – was that last summer or the summer before that we, we did some ribs? This year was better. People thoroughly enjoyed that. But the brisket, we was a little chewy, so we got, we got some work to do. But – I didn't get I didn't get no pool action. J Mac, I asked J Mac to make me a drink around like four thirty, five o'clock. He told me it's too early, so I missed out on that. Um, but it was it was a cool day. It was a cool day. We celebrated my mom's birthday because we missed it. I guess that was two weeks ago. So we had the cake. We celebrated uh, in our house known as Nana. We celebrated Nana's birthday. That was cool. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean your ribs your ribs were good. They were solid. I was impressed. Like you said, the burnt ends were a little chewy, but we're not gonna we're not gonna kill you for that. It happens first time. You sporting a, a dad bod shirt? You like that? It's all right. It's I, mean, cool. I don't really know what constitutes uh, as a dad as a dad bod, but um, no guests this evening. Um, July Fourth weekend. It was hard to round up guys as everybody's busy enjoying time with the family. Uh, we're trying to enjoy our time this Sunday evening. Uh, with you guys. Uh, I finally got uh, a little bit of sports action today. Uh, the TBT basketball tournament, I was tuned into that for a little bit. So uh, on ESPN, um, I wanted to 
overseas team play. But there's you no, know, they they got a bye week, bro. Relax. I know. I'm just saying I want to see them play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they won four times. Everyone wants to see them play. They got dethroned last year for the first time. But did you see what they have to do for their bubble? Did you like listen to that part? In the I, I saw they it said that they're um, in order to play, they have to pass five um, five COVID tests to be able to play. And like, so when they first reported, they said for 24 hours, you had to be fully quarantined in your room by yourself. Um, and they said it was cool, like nice hotel, bring your room. And then after you get out of that 24 hour window, you're only allowed to be with your teammates. Mm-hmm. So like everyone's rolling around this bubble, but they're all t- together with their teammates. And, that's that. like, and like you said, and then they said you have to pass five COVID tests to be able to play in the game. And I think they had three teams who like, didn't uh like i think they had a couple players test by so like those teams were just gone like and they took the 64 team field i think down to 24 to get this going and actually live in this just, just based off of covid from yeah. 64 to 24 to make this realistic bubble to actually have the tournament it, it, it's I'm, crazy I'm, i missed that part i did see that they showed them walking around but how long is the tournament though It'll only be a couple of weeks now because they had they had the group that had a bye week and now you had these teams and then I think they play they finish off this week and then the next set of games I think are like Thursday so then you'll go down even more I would say within like the two yeah, this, weeks yeah because this was a round of uh, of twenty four uh, somebody asked on uh, um, uh, nice nice uh, Jay nice uh, Caden throw my kids want to know if that'll replace Devs how high can you jump exhibit at the Patriots Hall. So they can never go with me. He did, yo. I don't know if you saw it, but he was stunning today. I didn't see it. He was flying in slow mo. So he 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 thoroughly enjoyed that. The little man enjoys the water. You um, threw, so threw him. So you missed that. You didn't get in the water with the kids. You missed that. James asked, uh, I smoked a brisket. It was for seven, like seven and a half hours. Um, and I got a Traeger. I'm a Traeger guy. I got the Traeger grill, uh, the ironwood. Uh, eight fifty five, I think it is, right? You know, and I had, a, I did shout out my co, my co uh, chef with me on the grill, my man Davon J Mac was, I mean J Mac helped a little bit on the setup, but like other than that, no cooking skills, like brought nothing to the table, just trash. Here you go. Uh, everybody's saying having Cam will help the defense practice for Lamar Mahomes. What does that actually look like for you too? Um, that's, I feel like that's way too far down the line, uh, to know what that possibly, uh, could look like. Uh, I feel like when you're starting preparing for teams, you do all kind of out the box, out the box things, uh, in order to get a good look for a quarterback. Uh, but that all dictates who's starting, who's doing reps with the offense, who's the scout team quarterback. So I think right now, I think we just added a good player, but to think that right now, all he'll help with Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't really think he was signed uh, to prepare us to play um, the Chiefs or the Baltimore Ravens. So I would say that's like way down the line of something that I don't think is really a thought process for anybody right now, uh, to be honest, you know. Hey, shout out. We got some love from uh, from Hawaii, from Tennessee, holding it down, Tennessee. There you go. Yeah, uh, but I would agree with you, I think. I think that comes a part of it. Obviously, a guy that talented, like he's going to help us just seeing him every day in practice. Um, but like when we're in July, I agree with you. We're not sitting here thinking about how do we prepare 
from especially as a player, our coaches are always thinking about how we prepare for every team. But player wise, we're not thinking of, of a guy like that to come in and be our, our top scout quarterback. Um, but, you know, it will help, I think, overall as a team, especially as a defense, to see him every day um, will definitely help do that. But I mean, is, let's not sit here and say that we didn't have a huge advantage seeing Tom Brady every day for the last couple of years. Obviously, he's not the same as Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but you talk about from a quarterback play standpoint, um, having good quarterbacks to go against in practice, that, that won't change for us from, a, uh, from that standpoint. Here's a question for you uh, from John Boykin. Uh, any advice for a young kid who is going to college and will be playing safety uh, for the first time in his life? Any advice coming from an all-pro safety? Um, I would say first and foremost, I think one of the biggest things you have to understand when you first go to college is not erase everything you knew, but have a very open mindset to understand what are the new things you're going to learn? What is, what are your coaches now going to have as their top three to five points of the keys to play in the position? I know like for me in New England, when we got there, it was tackling, communication, and defend a deep part of the field. So, like, when you come in as a safety, like, I can't come in here and say, man, I don't care about none of that. I just want to I just want to play man-to-man. Like, you have to first understand what your coaches expect of you. And then I would say um, to go out there and just keep going. You know, for me, it was a lot different than maybe even this young man uh, who's going to be maybe in position to play. Right? Like, when I went, I had no shot to play <laughs> in the beginning, and it was just learning. I had a guy in front of me, Ron Geralt, um, who went to the same high school as me and um, played as a freshman at, at Rutgers, and he just did everything right. Always knew his assignments, line people up, make plays. So what I understood for me, it was I need to watch him as much as possible. I need to watch him. I need to learn from him. And I would tell that to any young player. When you get to a team, don't go in there thinking you're the best thing to ever walk on a football field, but go learn from guys who are in front of you, guys who are seniors, guys who have been all conference, um, or guys who have just been – walk-ons and work their way up to being a scholarship like those are guys you can learn work ethic from study habits how to play the position um i would say those are some of my main things about learning how to play um safety and then i would say one of the biggest things is stay as deep as the deepest (laughs) any any thoughts on um from four preseason games to two right now in regards to starting the uh nfl season dang you just jumped straight in i mean does it matter? I mean, well, like, I'm just saying, I, I think, I think the preseason games is like four to two, like that is one, but I just don't think that matters. Like we have to first figure out how do we get back in the locker room? When we go back, are we straight to training camp? Do like, what, what is like, what is that procedure? I think, um, I think from a fan standpoint, I think that's the first thing that fans know that is something real for them is preseason games. So I get why that's being addressed. But I think for us as players, like we still would want to, we still want to know like, how's everything going to function and work. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong. Everybody's working towards that and building, like there's calls and everything, but I think that's more important than whether there's four preseason games, two preseason games, no preseason games, like all of that stuff will work its way out, work itself out. But like, all that stuff matters if the first phase of us being back in training camp is going well. Like if that doesn't go well, then there's no anything. So I think for me, that has been more of my focus. I haven't really cared about, you know, what the preseason games look like. I like that. I like that. Um, I know for me, just assuming everything is 
kosher and we're able to go back and things are flowing. Uh, anytime you reduce preseason games, uh, I know for some people you look at it and it's just like, hey, like no one goes to those games. They're not as important, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like some of your favorite players now were guys that had to go out there and make a name for themselves in those preseason games. So whenever you see those types of games taken away, it, it hurts because that's the way guys make the team that they're on. They make other teams. Uh, but like you said, at the end of the day, I think at this point, it's just like, what's the safest way to get back on the field and to actually have a season? If that means that we're reducing preseason, whatever the case is, then obviously we have to do what we need to do. Um, Eric on Facebook says, do you and the defense feel more pressure uh, to stop opposing teams from scoring now that Brady isn't there anymore? Um, I wouldn't say more pressure. I feel like as a defense, if you don't feel pressure to go out there and try to dominate, then you don't really have a reason to be out there. I think for me, my last uh, two years on the team, even with Brady being there, like as a defense, we always were preparing and we didn't want to let anybody score on us. And obviously it doesn't always work out that way. But I don't think we ever went in like, well, at least we got Tom on the other side. So, hey, if we only get one stop, we'll still be OK. I just think I don't think it's more pressure. I think it's the same pressure that goes along with uh, being an NFL defense, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think I think you let your team down if you're sitting there on defense. The only thing you're thinking about is how fast can we get off the field to watch Tom Brady score a point like that's just not realistic. So um, I don't think we'll, ha we'll think of it as more pressure. Um, but I think when you break down the games, we've played in games with Brady, without Brady, where the game turns into like we have to get stops on defense. And we've turned into some games where it's like we're doing terrible and they just keep scoring. And that is great to have that weapon and have a good offense. But as important as to have a good offense, you want a good defense because it just helps both sides out. So I think that'll be our focus and our offense focus will be scoring points like that's not going to change. Um, I don't care who your personnel is. I think that's the mentality of, of good football teams. Like, you you just have to think that way. No question. Uh, Larry on Facebook says, is it true if fans are allowed at NFL games, they'll have to have a mask on? Um, I hope so. We have no insight on any of that. But I would assume um, that if it does happen, I would assume yes. But uh, we have no idea. I mean, for us, we don't even know what a game will look like for the players, let alone – uh, if there's going to be fans in the stands. So I think with all of this time we'll tell them, we don't have, we don't have a report date. We're as players, we're all working out, getting ready, but we don't know what we're getting ready for. So we're in the same boat as fans. We're on Twitter. And when you guys see pro football talk or Schefter or Ian Rappaport, when they tweet something about the season, we're like, Oh, wow. Okay. I guess this is happening or that's happening. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we got Zach coming up. Uh, from Westwood next uh, on the fan line as well. Yeah, and I think that's what's tough about all of this. Like, it's just figuring everything out. And everyone has questions. Two players have questions, but there's not many answers. What's up, Zach? What you got for us tonight? What's up? How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. To know who is the toughest player that you've had to guard? Toughest player. Uh, what you got, Dev? Uh, for me, it, when I played corner, um, I would say going against Brandon Marshall when he was in Miami and then on the Jets was all, always tough. Um, and then, like, moving to safety, um, I would say going against Kelsey is always a tough matchup, going against him. And then, like I always mention, going against Grant every day in practice was always some of the hardest battles that you would have, whether it be one-on-one, seven-on-seven, team drills. 
like just going against him was always tough in practice. Yeah, because yeah, uh, those are all big dudes. Yeah, uh, exactly. Go up for him. Yeah, official freaking nature guys. Yeah, yeah I, I know for me going against Andre Johnson twice a year uh, when I was in Tennessee and he was in Houston. I uh, was always a tough matchup. And then over the last two years, getting a chance to go against Jules in practice is always a lot of fun. Obviously, um, he's extremely talented, uh, but he's so competitive. Yeah. So I think he brings the best out in you and you bring the best out in him uh, every day because you know uh, he's going to try to attack you. So I think that's been a ton of fun the last few years, getting a chance uh, to go against him in practice every day. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Have you, a great man. night. It's always a good question, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Shout out my man, Sean Sands, throwback from back in the day. Went to school together. He said, with the possibility of playing without fans, will you be able to get up for the games the same way uh, without that energy from the fans? Um, I, I do think – I think that would be a lot different. You think about running out of the tunnel. I remember watching a boxing match. Um, I think it was Javante Davis, and he was like, man, I was hitting, I was hitting the guy with some good shots. But he was like, it was kind of weird because you didn't hear no, ooh, ah. And I think about just the energy of the fans, the flow of the game, momentum. Um, it's such a huge part of the game. Um, it would be very awkward to go in there and, like, I don't know, would they, like, pump crowd noise in at the right, at, like, times that they didn't. Like, it, it just feels weird to me to think of games without fans. And I guess we'll get to see some of this stuff happen, you know, you know, watching that that TBT, but even with the NBA and, and baseball, like all these leagues coming back, I guess we'll kind of see how that works depending on if they have fan, no fans or a small number of fans. I don't know. Yeah. Um, here's something for you. It says, uh, what is the plan when training camp begins? Everyone on the field as usual, or are they planning on splitting it up uh, in sections? Uh, we don't know. Uh, there's been a lot of discussions, but nothing has been agreed upon. So as far as like protocols and anything you've heard, it's just stuff that's probably been discussed. There is no set in stone thing. Uh, we, I don't know uh, what it's going to be like. Uh, I assume um, nothing is going to be as normal. Uh, everything is going to be some form or fashion different or change to fit whatever rules that are in place, social distancing, things of that nature. So uh, I think as players, we know the one thing for sure is that when we come back, we're going to have to adapt and we're going to have to adjust because our normal way of being in a facility or going to practice or going to meetings, all of that is probably going to be completely different. I was asked, do I love my Telluride? Yes, I do. That that car is so dope. Uh, I didn't know the inside was as nice as it is. So, uh, yes, Genevieve, I do love that car. Um, I just had to answer that. I saw that. And shout out, shout out my man Robert from Nye. He said, I, I don't have a dad bod. I have a dad figure. I like that. That's, that's going to be my new one, dad figure. Especially as like I retire and the body looks a little different, we'll we'll see how that works. Megan on Facebook, have you had any conversations with your new second round uh, safety? Uh, I don't, not as much lately. I think guys at this point, you know, well, we all had conversations. We had meetings. Well, I'm, lately, I'm saying like, yeah. Once the meetings end, I think now, guys, this is kind of our break. Everybody's kind of with family, training, doing your thing. But yeah, I think uh, we all had a ton of conversations as we were going through our offseason virtually and everybody was kind of getting to know each other in a different light as we couldn't be together. Uh, we were all doing it virtually. So uh, obviously uh, all of our guys on defense getting to know them and, uh, and all of that preparing for the upcoming season. Timothy said, I've played corner and safety. Question for Devin, why did you prefer safety over corner? 
um, because I had to keep a job. I was about to say, because Bill Belichick told him he would. He would. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get to choose that one. That's how. That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, as Mama Mac would say. Uh, in your opinion, who will be the starting quarterback? Does, does Cam have enough time to pick up the offense? I mean, you asking two defensive guys that uh, have no idea what any offensive terminology is like. I uh, have no idea what's said in the huddle. Um, I have no idea. I would assume he can pick it up. He's a guy that's played in the NFL for 10 years. And me, I, I remember when I got to New England, it was my 10th year in the league. And uh, I picked the defense up pretty fast. When I got to Cleveland, I picked that defense up pretty fast. I think as a veteran, a uh, smart player who's had a lot of success, uh, I don't think picking up an offense, a defense, or whatever the case may be is going to hinder uh, a guy. I think when we get to training camp and football starts, we all go out there, uh, whether it's our quarterback position, our corner, our safety position, you're going to you got to go out there and compete and earn uh, everything that, that you possibly can. And that's, that's just the way the uh, NFL is. And especially there in new England, you got to go out there and earn uh, what you, what you, what you earn. Yeah. But, and I think that's how it works. I mean, even guys who make the team as a long shot, it's like, do they have time to pick up anything? Yeah. Like that's just our, that's the business of this league. Like, you give guys opportunity, guys take full advantage of it. So um, it'll be interesting to see. And, and I see another question coming. Have we talked to Cam? Nah, uh, we have not talked to him. Um, I know people, I think there's this like, it's like this false reality in the NFL. Like every time you get a new guy on your team, like guys who have been on the team a long time, like make sure they, like I saw someone tweeted that and was like, they haven't welcomed him to the team. And, and I'm like, man, everyone has a lot going on in life. Like, we have plenty of time to get to know each other. Like, it's just like, there's no, you know what I mean? We don't do all of that. I mean, I guess some guys do. I've never been like that. Um, if I know a guy personally, like, I remember when we traded for Sanu, I take, like, I had his number in my phone. I sent my guy. <laughs> but um, I think all that stuff happens organically. Like, you can't, you can't go and try to make something. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. go and get to know guys and let it happen. The way it happens, you can't try to force that. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of conversations, probably talk trash to each other uh, once we get back out there. But, you know, we haven't talked yet. I'm sure he's a father, family man, probably has a lot going on as well with everything uh, that we're all dealing with. Uh, here was a good question from uh, Ben Jacobson. Do you think that some of the undrafted free agents are a bit are at a bit of a disadvantage this year because of lack of OTAs and possibility uh, and possibility of basically practice reps? Um I mean, for sure. I think not only are they, everybody, I think, is at a bit of a disadvantage because uh, we haven't been on the field since last season. But definitely, um, I remember being that six-round draft pick my rookie year coming in and how much you learn throughout off-season workouts and OTAs, not only about learning the defense or the offense or the terminology, but just getting comfortable of, okay, I know where my stadium or my facility is. I know how to get to the train room, the cabin. Like, I, I just feel I know my way around the building and I'm comfortable. I know my way around the city a little bit. Uh, those are your chances kind of to come into a, a brand new environment and get comfortable. You know, the names of the people around the building is so different uh, as a veteran, as a young guy, when you go to new teams and you don't know anybody and it's starting up. OTAs is kind of like that slow build up where you start up with just lifting and running and you're getting a chance to know people. When training camp rolls around, training camp is go mode. So uh, it's definitely a disadvantage, but I think uh, when you talk about it, it's a disadvantage that all 32 teams are dealing with. Uh, so it's just something that we have to overcome and keep going. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's a disadvantage. Um, 
I mean, but I think some of the bigger disadvantages is that the roster has to get cut down and guys don't even get to come to camp. Um, so, like, we'll have to see. Um, and I remember having this conversation with Jay earlier, like, it's a global pandemic going on. Like, everyone is being affected. So, like, yeah. this is not going to work out for, for everybody. Like, that's just the truth of the matter. Um, it's just not going to happen. Like, it's going to be some really tough things um, that I would say overall – it's going to be bad for guys. And I would say it's kind of like not deserving. Like guys are going to earn opportunities and just not get them because of this pandemic. So um, I think that's just what we're going through. I think not just in football, but with everything um, that's going on, people trying to get jobs, um, you know, whether you just graduated college, got people getting furloughed. Like it's just so many things um, that have happened because of this. It's just, it just kind of just sucks, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, there's a lot of questions type being typed in. We got Josh uh, in Tampa next on the fan line, so we'll get through the questions quick, and I'll keep trying to scroll through and read some of these questions off and get them answered. A lot of good questions coming through. We got Josh coming up uh, next on the fan line. Yeah, we do got some questions in here. Yeah, some good ones, too. What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Happy 4th of July weekend. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you guys kind of touched on this a little bit, earlier but I just wanted to you know kind of expand on it uh, especially with you know the preseason games being cut down to possibly two to possibly zero how much how much communication discussion are you guys having directly with the NFLPA are you mostly going through your reps or is it are you guys actively in conversations as well are they including you know pe- uh, players as a whole no it's, it's me it's me oh go ahead Jay. oh no I was gonna say I don't know if we're gonna be answering questions with this Tampa Bay stuff up in the background. <laughs> this this ain't really the platform for all of that. But no, nah, <laughs> you can go ahead, Dad. I got, I got Brady over here. I got my dad's <laughs> confidence. No, I was going to say, we. Uh, it's really mainly the reps and, like, our executive committee um, and then the leadership of the, the Players Association that's trying to figure all of that stuff out with the league. Um, from a player standpoint, like, we'll have our calls where we get updated and get to throw out uh, all the questions and stuff we have. Um, but it's kind of impossible to have, like, the input of every player or I would say even, like, the top, you know, vested or, or veteran players on each team. If you have five or six guys, like, that would be a lot of guys. So um, really try to get that where we'll have our group calls, um, where it's, it's reps and it's EC, it's all those guys trying to figure out what what's the next steps. Then they'll have other calls with all the members of the uh, of the union and, you know, filling guys in. So it's a, it's a good amount of communication going back and forth. Um, but we try to make sure we okay, have. Now, the- no, I mean, there's obviously been, you know, discussions here and there back and forth about, you know, possibly no 11. Um, did yours mess up, too? Yeah, no, I think we yeah, I think we lost them. Yeah. Um, yeah. My guy, Josh, is on there. He, he, he got the real deal. Uh, conducting the interview, got the backdrop and, and, and everything going. Um, how's Mama Mac? Uh, has she been quarantining with you guys? Have you been able to see her the last few months? Yeah, we've been able to see moms. All of us have been quarantined, and so we've been able to still be uh, outside or whatever the case may be or coming over uh, every now and then. So it's been it's been uh, awesome. She falls in our bubble. She made it into the McCourty bubble. Yeah. Not everybody makes it in there, but Mama Mac was lucky to make it into the McCourty bubble. And reminder for you guys, download the fan credit. If you want to come side by side, get that fan credit app, uh, download it, sign up. And then once you do, uh, you'll see the on-air double coverage. Click that and then click the green button to get in line and be able to come up uh, side by side to be able to ask uh, Devin and myself a question. 
All right, we're going to roll through these questions. We got a lot of questions. I'll give quick answers, knock them out. All right, Jared, with baseball players coming out saying they will not play in the MLB while COVID is in the way, uh, would either of you take a year off from football for the sake of your families? Uh, I can't really. I, I, I would say uh, that'll be something determined when we know uh, what the exact protocols and all of that are. But I will say for myself, I'm going to be 33 this season. Uh, a year off from football would probably mean I'm watching football from now on, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, and I would just say overall, though, I think for both of us, we would do what's best for our family, mm -hmm. no matter what the situation is. Adam, uh, hey, Mac Brothers, do you think Rutgers will ever win a Big Ten championship under Coach Shano? No doubt about it. Next it's on deck. Uh, Maybe not this year, but it's coming. Tobias, uh, hey, uh, hey, guys, would uh, – would get on the fine line, stuck in virtual meetings. Quick question. How do you think Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings will fit in our defense? And do you think they will bring a dynamic to our linebacker core? No idea. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's always with rookies. You 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 don't really know. And then especially right now, like we haven't even got a chance uh, to meet those guys in person. And to be honest with you guys, I don't really watch college football. So I can honestly say I've never seen either one of them ever play. Uh, but obviously, I think everybody that's brought into our locker room in some form or fashion can uh, help us as a team. I would say from virtual meetings, they seem like good people, good dudes. So I've gotten to talk to them. So I do know that about them. They seem like good people. But as far as how much they help, uh, I, I don't know. That's hard to figure out. Marcus said, please shout out his girlfriend, Annie. So what's up, Annie? Um, happy for you and Marcus. So I had to shout, shout that out. Can you get Jules on the live stream? We'll work on that. Uh, to get him on here, he's big time, so it'll be a tough challenge. We might have to, we might have to pay him to come on. I don't have the money, man. Uh, any words of wisdom for my son who is going into his senior year in high school? This is Jamie, um, working hard to get recruited, but with campuses shut down and a questionable season, what would you recommend he plays slot receiver and corner? That's a tough question. Yeah. Um, uh, something uh, I, I try to live by is control what you can control. And obviously with everything going on, uh, there's a lot out of our controls. And I think for colleges, um, it's still even crazy to know for them, uh, is there going to be a football season? Like you see the NCAA, I don't think it's really like regulating it all as a whole. So that's kind of scary in a sense of um, schools having guys sign waivers to come back and be a part of the, uh, of the off season. It's just insane right now. So I think focusing on, just getting better, doing what you have to do uh, to improve as a player, making sure your grades are where they need to be. And when your opportunity strikes, uh, just make sure you're ready for it. Yeah, I, I would agree on that. Like, there's so much of that that you can't control that you just got to keep doing what you can do. Uh, we got another one from my guy, Sean. Um, hold on, I missed it. There we go. As you get older, how do you prepare to remain competitive in one of the toughest positions in professional sports? I would say yours is a little tougher than mine, so I'll let you <laughs> I'm happy, I'm happy you acknowledge that. Uh, I would say uh, making sure you're taking care of your body. In the offseason, uh, you get a, a big chance to do so, uh, whether it's massages, yoga, uh, Pilates. There's a lot of outside-the-box things, uh, acupuncture, things of that nature. And then as you're training and you're getting ready for the season, making sure you're working on your deficiencies uh, each and every year as you get older. And then I would also say just making sure you're staying in shape. Uh, there's not much off time. I would say I'm always trying to do something uh, to make sure I'm preparing. And then mentally, uh, the film and all of that, you may get a step slower, but if you can anticipate a little quicker, uh, it'll keep you playing at a high level. Yeah, I mean, I agree. 
Uh, hold on. Hey, hey, Miss Sandy. Miss Sandy on, on Facebook. So hugs, hugs to you and the fam. Hey, Sandy, how you doing? Miss you too. Jay doesn't know Miss Sandy really. I no, I don't. Um, Cassandra says, what are your favorite shows to watch, binge, if you find time? Uh, right now, what if anybody knows right in, what happened to Billions? We didn't get a Billions last week, so that hurt me. Um, and then the Shy just started back also on Showtime. Um, so been watching that. But I actually could use like a true binge show. Um, haven't really been binging uh, any shows, just been staying on my week-to-week updates. But I don't really have any binge shows right now. I think that's what happened when the pandemic hit. You were watching every show that people mentioned, and now you're like, I need some new stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Hamilton, though, on Disney+. Yeah, I'm excited. I saw that on Broadway, and it was really good. So I, I, uh, me and the wife are going to sit down and watch that uh, one of these evenings. Um, want to do that tonight? I got free time. That's, that's a good plan. You bring the popcorn, I'll bring the Disney Plus password. Uh, Jen on Facebook, are you, are you worried about the mental health of the players and coaches during the pandemic? Um, I'm worried about the mental health of everybody during this pandemic, being shut inside. Um, this has just been something that we're all, we've all had to adjust to and figure out uh, along the way. I'm probably more concerned about my kids' mental health. Um, the fact that you talk about kids going to school wearing masks, not playing with other kids, um, and they don't understand anything that's going on. Uh, they're probably the ones I'm most concerned for. Uh, as players and coaches, we have a better grasp on everything. But I think all of us, we're all trying to figure this thing out mentally and physically. Uh, the one thing we've learned is that we have to find ways to stay, to get healthy and remain healthy uh, through all of this. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's mental and physical health. It's, it's just this thing is having everything wrapped up in, in the one. You don't have any conversations with people where you're not talking about this going on right now. So um, I agree fully with you, Jay. My kid's a little younger, so – Life is normal with them. We were just chilling at the neighbor's house. Um, they were in the pool. The neighbors have a hot tub, so they got in the hot tub. They were like, it's hot. I want to go back in the cold. We went back in the colder one. Then they wanted to go back in the hot one, so they had a ball. Um, so for them, it, it's been, you know, it's been normal for them. to. And then now with their cousins in the house, they swim, get in the pool. Like, they've been having a lot of fun. So um, yeah. just making sure you trying to you try to keep it that way. Yeah, we're about, uh, we're about to go to Ben uh, from Connecticut on the fan line. And um, shout out to Alejandro uh, checking in from Costa Rica. Shout out, say hi from Pat's Nation, Costa Rica. So shout out. You've been to Costa Rica before? Yeah. Costa Rica. What's happening, Ben? How you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Happy Fourth of July weekend? Same to you, man. Obviously, and my first question for both of you is, What's going to be the toughest challenge, uh, obviously, for Devin, you adjusted with a pocket passer and having Tom Brady for so long. But obviously, Newton's more of a mobile quarterback. So what do you guys think about your defense uh, in terms of a different scheme offensively? Um, I don't know if we need another. I, like, Cam can run, but I wouldn't say, like, if you watch Carolina uh, often, I wouldn't say they had a ton of design runs. I mean, when they got in the red area, um, he, he – either had a design run to get in the end zone or he would keep it a little bit more. Um, but I would say overall, like the times we played them, like I think I saw on Instagram, somebody put up the stat. It was like two games, 550 yards, like five or six touchdowns. So I would say like from an offensive standpoint, um, for me as a defender, like I would expect still to have the same, you know, pocket game, pocket pass type of style game. Um, I think what I always feel like anytime you play another quarterback, whether it's, your quarterback or you play that next week against somebody else, 
offense will always shift to whatever their preferences are of the quarterback. So whether when we had Tom in there, then we had Jimmy, when we had Jacoby, like our offense was still the same, but you might see a couple different wrinkles because those players like something more than maybe another player. I think those are things that you might see. Um, but I think overall, like I don't see us switching to a whole new offense um, just because Cam's maybe a little bit faster than Tom. Good point. <laughs> Um, and then my next question for both of you guys regarding training camp. Um, obviously, when you guys kind of get in that locked-in zone, um, I would probably assume like a week before you think, right? Uh, I would say the typical offseason um, where we have OTAs and all of that, uh, I feel like once OTAs end, um, it's usually that middle to end of June. When July hits, usually it's where you're locked in for training camp. And I say all the way from July – uh, because you got to get ready mentally and physically for training camp. So from a physical standpoint, I feel like at that point, you're killing yourself as far as training, uh, lifting weights, running to get ready for the physical aspect of training camp. And then from a mental standpoint, for me, it's enjoying that family time and enjoying almost in a sense my freedom uh, before <laughs> training camp hits of being able to, whether it's going a, a quick vacation or go to the beach with the kids or just be outside playing, whatever it is. Because once training camp hits, we're usually in the building all day, every day, and it's all football from a mental standpoint. So usually early July is where you're getting locked and loaded uh, because once it comes around, uh, it's, it's different. So you got to be ready to go. Yeah. Well, can't wait, uh, especially for Cam coming in and doing his touchdown celebration. So. <laughs> What, what shirt is that right there that you got on? Um, so I went to Dean College, and uh, they gave us a shirt. So it was actually like an equation shirt. So it was uh, kind of thing, kind of thing right here. Tom Brady, the goat, plus Bill Belichick, the hoodie, plus Robert Kraft, and this was the five Super Bowl championships because uh, our because our school is partnered with the Kraft Sports Group. So I like it. I like it. I like it. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Always appreciate a good T-shirt. Appreciate you, man. My man, Adam, on Facebook. Were y'all both on that 07 Rutgers team that upset number two, USF, at home? Yeah, we had to take down USF. We always beat USF. We are part of that team that took down um, Louisville. Uh, I used to always talk trash. I played with Harry Douglas uh, in Tennessee with the Titans. So I used to always talk uh, trash to Harry because they were on pace to uh, have a chance to compete for the national championship that year. And uh, that was a, that was a huge upset for them. So it kind of sucked for the Big East because at that time it almost been better for them to keep it rolling and actually uh, make some noise at that type of level. Um, we got John coming up next on the fan line. Hey, shout out Larry. He said he hit us up. I just want to tell his wife Sarah, congrats on your new car. Hopefully that gives Larry big props tonight uh, in the household. Get him a glass of wine, make him feel good, maybe massage his feet. Uh, Larry, I hope we helped you out, man. <laughs> John, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? I'm back. It's been probably about a month or so since I've I've seen you guys. Yeah, um, man. Got, Doing got well. How about yourself? I can ask, ask two two quick questions, being double coverage. Uh, first first one is: Do you guys have any official like website gear uh, to purchase your materials to where like you guys get all the credit or all the the, the royalties? Like Ju Julian Edelman has one. I, I know Gronk has one, um, but do you have your own websites? Nah, um, we have McCordyTwins.com where we have our Mama I Made It t-shirt. Uh, but that's really the only thing we got is the Mama I Made It t-shirt that we're doing right now. Yeah. We're not as big time as those guys. 
Okay. All right. Well, I'll look. I'll look into get, doing that. Uh, and second, um, do you guys prefer like when you're when people are talking about uh, free agents and improving your team and having the best position players because some players, whether they have you know personality issues off the field, um, like players like Rodney Harrison when he came from another team, he he provided a lot of spark, spunk. I mean, he I, I love that kind of player for defenses, and I wish we could get some more like him um is there anybody like out there that you can think of that you would you'd really love to have on your team like realistically versus you know like troy palomalu a long time ago it probably wasn't going to happen but i'd love to have had had him um but any current players now that are maybe free agents or maybe that are on teams that you, you would love to have to help boost your that boogeyman defense but i know some of those players i, have, I would so say for good. me um I never really look at look at it from that perspective. Like you said, Rodney Harris, I look at him. He was just a really good player. So I look at it as you add a really good player and he's going to help your defense. Um, as far as like sparks and all of that, uh, like I look at our team last year and you may not on our defense, you may not say like, oh, man, like who was the spark? Who was the guy with that type of personality? But when you look at our defense from the front to the back end, it was just like there was a bunch of talented players that all really enjoyed being around each other. And to me, that's what it's about because you build chemistry. And then obviously all of us have that dog in us. So when you get out there, guys are competing. Uh, we're challenging. We're pushing each other. And uh, I think Deb always says it like, I can't really look outside because uh, I love the guys that are in the locker room. And you lo you know as players more about the guys that are next to you. So you know that there's potential in guys that are still growing and all of that. So you're just excited to see some guys within your life want to get more opportunities. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I think we do got we got some great guys in that locker room. I think a guy like Hightower is not always like a super energetic guy, but there's certain points where like you know he's on another level when he like we get in the huddle and you don't come back in the huddle to get the call and he gets mad and he and he screams at you. And I don't care, it could be anybody, me, J Mac. And high, and that's when you know, like, all right, we got the another level high in there. So, um, but yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about picking up free agents because you look at a guy like you know Rodney Harrison, the Patriots didn't pick him up just because of you know what I mean his spunk and his spirit. But like, you pick up a guy, a good player, and he comes with his own personality. He's himself. How much that can energize a locker room and be a difference. So I always tell people that like when we get free agents, like it's important as a team that we let those guys know, like, you're here for a reason. Like, be yourself. Bring what you brought to other teams. Bring what you brought. Like, do that day in and day out, and that'll help us as a team. So um, I think that is the key when you do get free agents in there. That's cool. Appreciate it. All right, well, thanks, and uh, I appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Appreciate you checking in, man. Uh, Nadine said, were you guys roommates in college, or did you separate? Um, when we first got there – uh, when we first got to college, we had the apartments where it was two rooms and two guys to each room in one apartment. And our freshman year, we were both roommates in the same room. And then the second year, we switched and uh, I became roommates. I guess we were all roommates in a sense, but I shared a room with Taekwon Underwood. He shared a room with our other roommate, Davon Smart. Uh, so we were always in the same house, but not always uh, in the same room. So I guess as twins, after a while, we got tired of each other. Yeah, I mean, it's still like that. We still get tired of each other. But it's, now that we have kids, we have to hang together just to just to make the kids happy. 
Here you go, Deb. Um, I've always wanted to know, besides winning a Super Bowl together, what is your favorite football moment uh, in each of your careers and also in history? Mm. So almost like NFL and then non-NFL? Yeah, you can say that. Um, best moment together in the NFL um, other than the Super Bowl? I would say uh, when we played each other the first game of the season, I guess that was 2012, I would say shaking hands at the coin toss uh, was a moment that was just like, dang, like we're both captains on the NFL football team playing against each other on opening weekend uh, in the NFL. Like, I mean, we're not on the same team, but man, you talk about uh, from a dream as a kid to now sharing uh, the field on a national uh, football league game. Uh, that was, that was a moment where it was just like you had to kind of take it in and realize kind of how special it was. Yeah. And then I will also say Detroit Lions, game in 2018 we got we got roll absolutely rolled on in Detroit but it was the first game uh ever that we went out there and played on the same team and started um in a, in a regular season game after we played Houston and then Jacksonville that season Detroit was the third game and J-Mac got his first start as a Patriot and to me that was really cool um to know that not only on the same team but starting and then for that rest of that season um of being out there together starting games was was cool um, so I would say that was a great moment. And then um, pre-NFL, um, I would say probably just Pop Warner days. Like we won a state championship up in Rochester where um, I think J-Mac had a touchdown. One of our other close friends, uh, Terry Baltimore, had a touchdown. And then I had two touchdowns. And, like, it was just, like, a great game where we all had fun. It was freezing cold outside. So I know that was one. But we played in a lot of, like, cool state championship games that we won. Uh, anybody that doesn't know if you're from the Rockland County Valley Cottage Indians, we won a lot of games back in the day. So if you played us, you took some, you took some big time whoopings because we was nice. Um, but those were some good times uh, back in the day in Pop Warner. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Gerard is next uh, on the fan line. If you guys remember, get that fan credit app, uh, sign up on air, double coverage, and click that green get in line button and get a chance to come uh, and be side-by-side side and ask a question. Uh, we got Gerard next. What's happening, man? Hey, what up, guys? I'm What's here up? with She's 10 years old. I got my What's daughter. Up, She's watching. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys, um, quick question. Trix here plays football. He's um, 10 years old, and he's really small. He's, like, the smallest in his grade and, you know, kind of like a Julian Edelman type. What Do you have any um, suggestions that he can do to kind of propel himself um, – because right now he's the backup running back and he wants to start. Yeah. Um, I would say I work everybody. Hustle, uh, do all the small things that nobody else wants to do uh, to show the coaches uh, how much you want to be there, how much you love and how much you're dedicated. And then I would also say, man, uh, don't worry about your size. Just keep, you're going to keep growing. Um, me and Deb, our freshman year in high school, we're five, seven, 120 pounds. So uh, we were we were small as well. So uh, just keep working hard and uh, don't be intimidated by anybody. Uh, and just uh, you can just out heart people uh, because you want it more. Yeah, and I would say that if you ever listen to Julian or, or talk to him, like that was his mentality as a kid. And I would say even to this day, that's his mentality. As much as I hate him in practice of going against him and him trying to fight you and stuff, but it's what makes him great. Like he's gonna be gritty. If he has to block, he's going to block. If he gets to catch the ball, he's going to catch the ball. If he gets the ball in his hands, he's not ever going to try to go down. So 
just try to make sure you're the toughest player out there every time you step on the field. I mean, and most importantly, man, just keep having fun with it. Um, the more fun you have, I think the better you play, especially yeah. with the kids. So keep having fun. Don't think too much about it, man. Just go out there and have fun with your friends. And he also has a quick question. Um, what is the hardest and toughest game you played? Oh, the hardest and toughest team you guys have played. Yeah. Um, I would say toughest game ever playing in, I would say, is the two Super Bowls that I lost, the Giants, and then playing against the Eagles. Um, and I would say one of the toughest teams that we play every year um, to me is like Buffalo. Having to play Buffalo twice a year, um, they're always, like what we were just describing, tough physical football team. So they're always a tough team to play. Uh, I would say for me, before I joined them, uh, the Patriots were a really tough team. I, my rookie year in the league, they beat us 59 to zip. Uh, so that was that was a game I'll always remember in the snow. So that wasn't fun at all. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. No wine tonight, huh? Yeah. No. We were running around all day today and didn't have time. I'm not recovering. I stayed up too late last night. We, we played. Oh, we tell we played Uno until like four o'clock in the morning last night um, with uh, two two guys uh, that are my roommates. You guys met Chris Quay uh, a couple of weeks ago when he jumped on the podcast. The wives, Davon uh, and, and Chris Quay's girlfriend Kelly. We played till four a.m. playing Uno. Um, I was one of the, the three people, three or maybe two of us who won twice. So I had to make sure I held her down for, for my house. Me and my wife both won twice. Um, just so y'all know, Uno is still elite. If you stop playing Uno, we had to teach my wife how to play Uno again, which all in itself is a shame. Um, but she did win two games, so you can't hate. And she would have won a third, but she blew it with the Uno out. Hey, there you go. Um, on Facebook, uh, do you think sites like Scout and Rivals are good for the culture or discourage kids because they aren't? All five-star material. Mind you, I was on the Liberty 09 PA championship team uh, with a lot of stars. Uh, shout out uh, Morales, uh, your teammate, okay, at Rutgers. Um, what do you think? Yeah, the rivals and scout. Because I know for us in high school, like, rivals, like, that was huge. I mean, but at the same time, you're going in your 11th year in the league. I'm going in my 12th year. Um, I was a two-star uh, recruit coming out, and Dev, became a two-star when he committed to Rutgers prior to. I don't even know if either one of us had any stars until we committed. So what do you think? Uh, so I'll tell you, I seen somebody from Rivals about five years ago. I was doing a camp. He was like, hey, I'm from Rivals. I was like, oh, I don't do no interviews with y'all because if y'all would have gave me more stars, I probably would have got some scholarships. <laughs> and, and the dude was probably like 27, 28. He was younger than me. And he was like, I was like, no, I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> It's a business. I think, do I think it's good for high school kids? Absolutely not. It's not good at all. But I understand the business of it. I think it helps recruit. And I think it makes coaches sometimes a little lazy because they go on there and um, they kind of listen in. But I think the good coaches, they know what they're doing anyway. But I, I do think it creates, it creates more of a marketable standpoint. It creates more business for high school sports, uh, obviously for rivals and scout. Um, and I say overall, people love to look at those things. Like that's how yeah. our country works. Like we want to rank everything. We want to know what's the best, what's the worst. So I, 
I think it's bad for high school kids to fall in love with paying attention to that. Cause I think you see kids like, man, I got that five star, like I'm good. Or man, I'm only a three star. Instead of worrying about what is the best school for me, I think that's what matters the most. Um, but I also understand the business standpoint and how people really love, I mean, think about it. There's an ESPN insider that you can subscribe and pay. like everyone loves extra information about sports. So I don't think it's going anywhere. No doubt about it. We got uh, Eddie coming up next uh, on the fan line, but that, that, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, especially at that age, you get caught up on what other people think about you. Uh, I saw Kyrie Irving did an interview talking about that. That was good. What's up, Eddie? What up guys? How we doing? Good, man. Um, yeah, I, I really like the uh, advice you gave to the small kid saying, like, you know, heart goes a long way. I was the smallest kid on the field in my entire life, and I was captain of the D inside linebacker, and I was tiny. It's it's all heart. Yep. No, no doubt about it. So uh, I was just uh, – I really didn't have any specific questions. Um, and, Bo, by the way, one of the best moments I've ever seen in football, I have a brother I'm really close with, and I remember seeing a picture of you guys hugging uh, after you won the Super Bowl together and i just sent that to my brother I go imagine what this must feel like yeah. how fucking sorry how cool would that be <laughs> no, it was awesome man and I was saying, even after that like having the families down there was like times 10 too yeah i just remember just looking at it go wow that must have been so special no doubt about it man so uh what do you guys think about the uh new rookie uh Safety guys, guy. He looks like a beast. I mean, I know he's Division Two, but I mean, you only can play against who you play against. Like they always, yeah. you know, they always like say, "Oh, Patriots beat like uh, garbage cans." Like, well, that's who they're playing against. What do you want? Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for him. You know, he's a young guy. Uh, he's been very eager to learn. He, in and out. I mean, in the meetings, learning as much as possible. So, um, and like I said earlier, I think I said it one other week. He's gonna have an incredible chip on his shoulder to prove people wrong. Yeah, you know, so what Division Two? Also. And like you just said, that's what everyone's saying once he got drafted. Um, I remember being in that same position and people saying, you know, you came from Rutgers. You yeah, just, but you had quite the record, yeah. my friend. Yeah, so um, I think, you know, he seems like a young man who's going to take it as motivation. And he seems like he only really cares about playing football and earning the respect of his teammates. And I think that's what matters the most. All right, yeah. so I got a question. You guys are obviously NFL football players, but who's best overall at all sports? Are you guys that even? Come on. We'd have a, we'd have another whole hour to go with me and him <laughs> arguing on who's better on anything. Uh, we'd go back and forth. I'm always going to say I'm better. He's always going to say I'm better. <laughs> that's the that's only way you're going to have a group on your shoulder. Yeah, that's the life of siblings. I'm sure, I'm sure you and your brother's the same way. Oh, we, we, go, we go at it in basketball, bro. It's, he's he's taller than me, too. I've always been short, but I still kick his ass. That's how we do it. No doubt. Appreciate well, you, man. Great talking to you guys. I am, um, you know, best wishes. I'll be there. I'm a season ticket holder, so. There we go. Little brotherly love. Um, Isabella on Facebook says, what weather type is ideal to win in the NFL? Uh, with football playing uh, into the cold usually means you're winning, but the only sport that catches every – is it the only sport that catches every season of weather? Um, Baseball does too, right? I guess I don't know. I'm not a baseball fan. I don't watch it. But um, I, don't, I mean, if you can win a game, any weather's ideal. But that is the way you look at the NFL. Um, this is as the season progresses, it starts warm. But when it gets to the end, it seems like no one can win a championship without winning in the cold. That just it just always seems like that. Whether that's true or not, it could be. 
a, a Cali team or like an Arizona, maybe they went out in the Super Bowls. In the, but it just always seems that no matter what, somebody is playing in the cold as we get towards the championship. It just it seems like that. As we think about back in the day and you're watching old footage of football games, it just always looks cold. You can see everybody out there, breath coming. That just seems like the iconic image of football. All of those cold games through the history at Lambeau Field. Yeah. Let Stadium even got um, over at Soldiers Field in Chicago. Uh, just great. I mean, that's why those some of those stadiums are legendary, let alone the players and the coaches. Just the overall stadium becomes legendary. Um, so yeah. I do I do agree with you on that plan. You know, you think about always hearing that frozen tundra. Uh, sounds crazy. Not what you ideally want to play on. But I think overall, when you do win on that surface or that weather, it just means so much more compared to winning in September or October. Yeah. Uh, we got Terrence coming up next uh, on the fan line. Terrence coming up next. On the fan line. On the fan line. Please don't. Please don't. I did have some wine before I got on, too, though. I didn't today. How y'all doing? What's up, Terrence? How you doing, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? First, I want to introduce you my new Patriot fan right here. Okay. New Patriot fan. <laughs> Congrats. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I just got a quick question. I got two questions. All right, my first question would be, um, do each week, do you guys uh, challenge, challenge each other to accomplish a goal? During the season or just each week in general? Uh, just each week, uh, each week in general, just to keep that, um, that motivation going between each other and your teammates. Um, I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's always spoken about, but I think, uh, within a given week, I think we're always challenging. We always know what each other's challenges are. So it may be, we're getting ready for a game like Deb said, maybe we're playing, um, Kansas city and Travis Kelsey is on our team. And we know that's a tough matchup and maybe Deb's matched up. We're going to try to motivate him that week. We all know what that challenge is going to be like. And when we go into it, we have the expectation that, Hey, you're going to win that matchup. No different than somebody like Gilmore, who week in and week out, he's going against the toughest receiver. And it may be uh, with me and him communicating like, hey, if we end up on the same side and like receivers are stacked or something like that, it may be like, hey, man, I'm going to give you the right away because you're going against whoever their dog is. So you get to wherever you feel best at, and then I'll play off you. So I feel like small things like that of understanding what each and every guy's challenge is allows you as a team to make the right decisions to kind of play winning football, you know. But even, but even in the offseason, like, right, like right now, we're not training together. Like, if, even if we were training together, like, you go in there and you hit a high on the squat. Like, it might not be, like, a challenge to start the week, right. but it's going to turn into a challenge, whether it's in the DB group, the offensive line group. Like, even to, like, this offseason, I'll shoot a text in the group chat, like, I don't know what y'all did today, but I hit that 515 on the deadlift or something. Like, it, that's always a part of it, I think, for all the guys. Okay. Um, my last question is: With everything going in, uh, going on in the world, what will winning a Super Bowl this season mean to you guys and also the team? Man, I, I think for anybody, like it, it, it'll be different because we don't know how the season if the, it'll be a full season or not. So, I think this is going to be one of those years in all sports. It's just going to be an asterisk. Like it's going to be something. Um, but I think overall, like a championship's a championship. And if you can win a championship through all of this that's been going on, right. I think it would be an unbelievable accomplishment. Um, and I think, honestly, it would be like one of those – it's going to be one of those years that people talk about for a long time. Like, 
whether it be basketball, baseball, like if they actually get to their championships, football, WMA. Remember these teams from 2020, those were the championship teams. So I do, I think it'll be legendary, whoever wins the championship this year. Definitely. All right, cool. Well, I wish you guys luck, and I hopefully I can make another trip from Denver, Colorado to Foxborough again. So see you guys yes, soon. Yes, appreciate, you, appreciate you, Terrence. All right, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, man, no doubt about it. Um, it's going to be different this year. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think I think we're going to probably uh, get one more guest uh, coming up on the fan line before um, we head out of here. I think we got Marcus coming up uh, lastly. Um, my, my man, Marcus? Yeah, man, coming up last. I got to see if he's backstage to see if we can get him on there. Um, there you go. What's happening, man? Hey, guys. What's up, man? You're you in Christmas spirit already? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I meant to sell this to you guys right away because I love the Red Sox. Okay. So, I, met, I, met Justin, I met Justin Pedroia before. This for you guys. Yeah. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah, so just a, a few questions um, from my girlfriend. Uh, okay. She wants the Patriots to win games, and she's also a big fan of yours. So, uh, she wants to uh, you know, say you guys are sweet. Oh, so, we appreciate yeah. it, man. Yes. Hey, I, I see you making sure you're being a good boyfriend, man. Got to give you credit on that, yeah. man. Yeah, she knows that I, I am about my team because I've been, you know, like all the way. So I just want to show you guys these. Two DVDs right here. There you go. I'm ready. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's it, really. I mean, it's, I know it's not that much to, uh, uh, for a few questions like I normally would do, but oh, one last thing. See this? <laughs> I'm rocking it. Uh, as all, as always, man. We appreciate you checking in, man. It's good to see you, man. That's, that's, that's how we should end the night all the time, man. Getting some love from my guy, Marcus. Uh, you guys are awesome. It's like, you guys are the best. I mean, during this time, this is just awesome. It's just, you know, uh, this is just a very cool what you're doing. It's just so cool for everyone, for anybody to, to get on here. So it's not often that I do this. So this is something I'm Gonna be doing every Sunday. There you go. Well, we we appreciate you, man. It's good to see you, Marcus. We'll see you next week too, man. All right, keep rocking it. You guys are awesome. You're funny. You're hilarious, and yours is like on and off the field celebration. And I just love. Oh, I do have one question. Go ahead. So, what do you um react to? When there's like a, a, a celebration, like some of the Patriots players uh, to score a touchdown, like what is it that you don't uh, do that much uh, celebrating? Like, a, uh-huh. I, I think for us as players, man, you're excited. You don't, guys, go celebrate. It's hard to make plays, it's hard to score a touchdown. So, whatever guys do, man, celebrate, have fun. And I think most importantly, man, just enjoy your teammates. Um, everybody's a part of it to make those winning plays. So celebrate and have fun with your guys. So Marcus, you you think the dad you think the dad's coming to Foxborough? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, yeah. I always wanted to go up there. I was being asked like a couple of times, but I did happen to win uh, one game that was against the, the Jets of the six years ago season. It was the 2014 season I'm talking about. I went to that game. It was awesome. Okay. Was great time. My first time tailgating. Okay. It, it was a, a away game that I went to. Yeah, awesome. It was awesome. No doubt. Well, you have a good night, Marcus, man. We're going to holla at you, man. Hey. You Marcus, got, always getting, you got. He's always getting love, too. People love him. Um, no, I think we end that just on what Marcus said, man. He said he appreciates it. He can come on, something to do every week, and I think let's all take advantage of that. I know for us, uh, we're going to get off this, and we're going to bond with the kids a little bit, put them to sleep. They always get to stay up a little late when we're on here. Um, but just enjoying those moments, like Marcus said, just the small things um, of enjoying those moments and those times um, and just continue to not just enjoy them but take full advantage of them during this time, during all time. So, um, everybody have a good week. We'll see you back next week. We're going to line up some good guests for next week, get this thing back rolling. Um, we got to see what we want to get into next week. I got some ideas. Uh, yeah, but- I'm getting tired of talking about uh, COVID-19 and training camp. Yeah, man. Uh, for you guys, make sure YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all of that stuff, double coverage with the McCourty Twins. Make sure you subscribe and go get that fan cred app so you can come face-to-face with us next week and be able to ask us a question. I love when we made it. There you go. Have a good have a good night and have a good week. See you guys.